How you guys out there doing tonight? This is your guy, Mr. Talk 718 with Talk Life, the podcast. I'm going to tell you guys what I really want to talk about. And what I'm talking about is the narrative. When you think about what's going on in the world of America, not the country, not the cities, not the states, but the world of America, you realize that the narrative always changed. It changes for the it changes for the people who's in charge, you know? And I think that's an atrocity, you know? You can't change for them and not change for us, you know? So a lot of people is going on about the George Floyd's death and um I think it's kind of disrespectful that they can turn around and and turn this on a person that was killed. Now, yes, I watched the video, and yes, I do agree that one of the officers actually said to Siobhan, let's turn him on his side, and Siobhan said no. He said no because, again, he's just that type of person, I'm, I'm assuming. Anyway, when, um, when I think about everything that's going on, I just think about all the people that died and think about and thought about all the things that's been said, yet everybody is going off of what one person said or another person said without actually going in and getting the information themselves. So you ask the question, what is resisting arrest? Well, I ask the counter question, can I resist an unlawful arrest? And to answer that question, the answer is yes, but there are caveats, right? Some of the caveats uh, that we have is that each state may have changed the rule of the amendment, the Fourth Amendment, right? So with that being said, we have to be very careful when we read the laws and have no full understanding of what's going on. So when you read the laws, you have to go to your state and look up their laws and, and, and then you have to see if it matches with the Constitution slash amendments, right? And while I'm here, I want to say black equality movement. That's the movement that the people should be asking for, not black lives matter, um, because we already know we matter. We have to go above and beyond that. Okay? So, I want to just present you guys with a little slide show, something real quick. I want you all to know that the narrative is false. The narrative is not real, and I'm going to explain that while we talk. Okay, so the question is, can I resist an unlawful arrest? I'm going to read this. You guys can read along, and you can tell me. All right? The Constitution states that citizens may resist an unlawful arrest, and the laws of resisting an unlawful arrest depends on which state you happen to be in. The traditional rule was that the crime of resisting arrest included the assumption that the arrest was legal, one was a legal one. So it was not a crime to resist an illegal arrest. Therefore, people could resist arrests made without authority to do so. 
such as arrest made under an invalid statute or without a warrant or probable cause. However, many states have passed statutes limiting the ability of people to resist even unlawful arrest. That's horrible right there because that means that the, those that's in charge, those that are the enforcers of the law, are able to now abuse their power, right? So I'll carry on. Therefore, while it might be legal to resist an unlawful arrest, it will depend on the rules of the jurisdiction exactly what is allowed. So I want to say to everybody out there, remember, whatever state you're in, Look up the rules. Look up the legislation. Look up what's going on in, in your state, city, your county, or whatever, to make sure that if you do try to resist a, an arrest that's unlawful, that they didn't change the rule, even though their rule do not really supersede the Constitution. Okay? So now we're going to just, I'm going to read the Fourth Amendment. You can read it along with me. So this says, The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue. But upon probable cause supported by the oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the person or things to be seized. So you see there, the Fourth Amendment basically gives you the right to be secure within yourself, within your home, your paperwork, your property, and everything that belongs to you against all unreasonable searches and seizures. So technically, they're not supposed to be able to take anything from you without a warrant, right? So just remember, we got the Fourth Amendment but each state has different rules. But I mean, as a black man or a black woman, Latina X, Latino X, and any brown, yellow, or red person in America, you gotta remember, you have to be extremely careful because uh, even though we believe that the police are on our side, you have to be careful that, uh, that you don't get one of those that really don't care about your side. They just wanna, you know, get the quota filled, you know? Um, another thing I wanna uh, just bring to your attention. Now, even though we have issues with the police, don't, don't think that all police are bad. I, I wanna just say, I have some very good police officer friends uh, from New York City, some people that used to work with me in my field and they went over to NYPD. You have a lot of good cops, but you have a few bad cops. And then you have those that are in between that's going to stay out of the, 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 the issue, right? So if they see you doing something wrong, they won't say a thing. They will just let it rock. And when they do that, that just makes them just as bad as the bad cop. So once we get that 60, 50 to 60 percent of the law enforcement that's out there that's quiet to tame the 20 percent that's not doing the right thing, then we'll have a major, major, major win. We would have a 80% positive police force and a 20% negative police force. And once we got that 80%, which is the major majority of, of what's going on, like 
of uh, police, then I think we would have a good police force. But until then, if you don't step up, and this is to all my law enforcement people out there, if you don't step up and say something when you see something, the things that's going on in America today is not going to change. It's going to continue to be the, the same way. You have to hold each other accountable. And I don't care what job that is. All jobs, you have to keep each other accountable. When 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 things happen in neighborhoods, you guys put out 1-800-Crime uh, Stoppers or whatever, you want the people in the neighborhood to talk. Well, if you guys did the same thing, 1-800-Crime crime Stopper, Crime Prevention, whatever, on yourselves, right? I can guarantee you that things would change, but we need a majority. We don't need a minority of the people doing the right thing all the time. Like, like a friend of mine said, how do you know you're doing the right thing? Because you do the right thing all the time. And when you do the right thing all the time, that's all the time. You feel me? So let's move on. So, so I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Right? So the Fourth Amendment gives you everything that we read here. You have the right, the, the people, to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable search and seizures. You shall not be violated and no warrant shall be issued, but upon probable cause. So that's the key word, probable cause. All right. So we're going to move up to one page. We're going to move to the next page and we're going to go here. And this is what I really wanted to, to get at, right? Arrest and other detentions that the Fourth Amendment was intended to protect against arbitrary arrest as well as against unreasonable searches was early assumed by Chief Justice Marshall and is now established law. At common law, warrantless arrest of persons who had committed a breach of the peace or a felony were permitted, and this history is reflected in the fact that the Fourth Amendment is satisfied if the arrest is made in a public place or prob on probable cause, regardless of whether a warrant has been obtained. However, in order to effectuate an arrest in the homes, absent consent or exigent circumstances, police officers must have a warrant. So... This is what the Constitution and the amendments actually tells us. But, you know, you got the sister Brianna. Say her name. She was in her home in her bed sleeping. And that last thing, that last thing, let me, let me show you. This is why we have to change the laws. This right here. However, in order to effectuate an arrest in the home, absent consent or exigent circumstances, police officers must have a warrant. So when they, when they say uh, a no-knock warrant, it, it just blows my mind because the Fourth Amendment clearly states that we sh can only be uh, ran into like that with the warrant, and they didn't have one. And on top of that, she got killed. Right? I don't understand. But then they say uh, what they say, right? Y'all know what they say. So these are some of the references. Expart Buford, 7 U.S., 3 CR, 448, 1806. That's all we in, 1806. Then we got Giardino, um, Giardino versus U.S., 
357 U.S., 480, 485 through 486. 1958, United States versus Watson, 423 U.S., 411, 416 to 418, 1976. That's the year I was born. Peyton versus New York, 445 U.S., 573, 578 through 86, 1980. Stiegel versus U.S. Ah, I know about that one. Uh, 451 U.S., 204, 211 to 213, 1981. And it, the list goes on and on and on and on. You know what I'm saying? And this is where I have a problem. We have all these laws, but they're not being uphold, upheld, right? So if you don't uphold the law, then that makes you just as lawless as the people that's doing the crime, right? So what gives you the right as an officer to commit crime and can get away with it, but the people who's actually committing crimes they get killed, they get locked up, they get beat down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that goes for everybody. What gives you the legal right to do the things that you do? You don't have the legal right to do these things. You know, look at this. I just, I just noticed this. United States versus Watson, 423 U.S. 411, 1976. See also United States versus Santana, 427 U.S. 38, 1976 sustaining warrantless arrest of suspect in her home when she was initially approached in her doorway and then retreated into her house. However, a suspect arrested on probable cause but without a warrant is entitled to a prompt, not adversary hearing before a magistrate under procedures designed to provide a fair and reliable determination of probable cause in order to keep the arrestee in custody. Look at that shit. Nobody can't tell me that they they they're uh they're they're doing the, the the things that they're supposed to be doing. They out there being lawless, very lawless. It's a, it's a shame. I'm ashamed of the legal system because I have good friends that work in the legal system and they want to do the right thing, but it's so hard to. I have people that was uh officers and because they did their job the right way, they got pushed out. They had to go to a different agency outside of NYPD because they were doing the right thing and being that they were doing the right thing, they were looked down upon because everybody was doing the wrong thing. And she was a wo- and she's a woman. And a woman of color. She is a Latina ex. And so I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. But yet the narrative is they can do whatever they want to do. Let's change that narrative. Let's let's get the law on our side. This is why if a cop, an officer, uh, corrections, whoever, stop me, I'm going to stop and I'm going to listen. And if they need to lock me up, they'll lock me up. I'm fine with that. But the law, see, you beat law, lawlessness, lawlessness, lawness, however you want to say it. You beat that with having the law on your side. So you have to know what to look for. You have to know what you're talking about when you're dealing with with the legal system, right? You have to know. So it's always good to pick up a book that talks about the law, especially a a law dictionary, right? You want to pick one of those up. Now, we talking, I want to skip, I want to skip that now because we already talk about resisting arrest because this is all going to come together. You'll see once I'm done, all right? Mental illness. I'm talking about George Floyd. I want to explain to you guys 
what exactly mental illness consists of, right? So mental illness, mental illness, also called mental health disorder, refers to a wide range of me uh, mental health conditions, disorders that affect your mood, thinking, and behavior. Let me give you some examples. Examples of mental illness includes depression, anxiety disorder, schizophrenia, eating disorder, and addictive behaviors. So everybody keep talking about fentanyl, right? So y you do know that if you abuse something, right, that's considered addiction, right? So if people talk about this man was on drugs, he had mental illness. He was, he was under depression, anxiety, and more than likely, the, if he was on fentanyl, he had some schizophrenia going on too. And all of that is considered a mental illness. And being on a drug, if he was on a drug, because I haven't seen any lab work, I can only go by what the media tells me, this man had an addictive behavior. So even if he was on drugs, addiction, addiction is a mental illness. It causes the mind to change. It causes the mood to change. You don't think the same under drugs. You don't think the same when you're impaired. Don't you guys who don't, you know, think about this. You don't use a drug that you have to smoke, right? But a lot of people that's listening, looking, we do use a drug. It's called alcohol. It might not be uh, a Schedule One, but there was a time that uh, alcohol was illegal. Y'all know the prohibition. Y'all remember that, right? Think about that. When you drink alcohol, right, tell me if you're under a mental, if you're, if you're mental illness or you have a mental health disorder at that moment. Because again, this health, uh, mental health disorders refer to a wide range of mental health conditions, disorders that affect your mood, thinking, and behavior. So there's some drugs out there. If you take it three times, I believe it's like acid. They consider you cl clinically, I don't want to say the word, but it's you're clinically are. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say the word because I respect people of all, all types, you know. So if a person take acid three times, they're considered um, mental, mentally ill. So what makes you think anything that go in your body that changes the, the way your mind thinks doesn't make you mentally ill? So let's stop with the bullshit putting this on this man. Come on, guys. Examples of mental illness include depression, anxiety disorder, schizophrenia, eating disorder, and addictive behaviors. I had the video, I have a video of George Floyd being arrested from the police cams. And everything that he did was clearly mental illness. I just can't, I, I can't play it because I don't have sound for it. So that's why I didn't play the, the video. Y'all can see behind me, right? Y'all see all these beautiful black people. Right? Yeah, I see all these beautiful black people behind me. Minding a business, man. Nobody can tell me. Nobody can tell me anything. These people were innocent and was killed for no reason. Some of them had mental illnesses and some of them didn't. But if you think about it, certain people get killed. And certain people are 
weight and handcuffs. Let's go on to the next one. A mental illness can make you miserable and can cause problems in your daily life, such as school or work or in relationships. In most cases, symptoms can be managed with a combination of medication and talk therapy, psychotherapy. So I have a question to all you good cops out there. I know your answers already, so I don't even, I'm not even going to ask y'all that. But to all the police officers that went above and beyond, how many of you guys are psychotherapists? How many of you guys have degrees in people in the mind of, in, in, in the minds of, of the minds, psychotherapy, psychology, you know, psychiatry? How many of you guys can say that you are a part of the psychoanalyst family or took a, a course? And I don't mean just a course. I mean actually practices. I don't think too many of y'all can say anything to me about that because I don't, I don't think any of you guys really know anything about the mind. You know, because if you did, you would evaluate yourselves and realize that you're not cut out for being police officers. We have this blue wall, but the only way to get rid of this blue wall is to get rid of the bad cops. That, that goes from the top down, because I know in New York, we had a uh, head, of, head of police lieutenants and, and, and captains and, and, and some sergeants telling people, you got to make a quota. I don't care what the situation is. Get it done. And they put the force on these these officers to do the wrong thing. If there's nothing to do, if there's if like honestly, if there's no like while you're doing your your eight to ten hours or your twelve hour shifts, and you're walking down the street, or you're driving in your cruiser, and there is no crime going on, right? Do you really have to look for it? Because I mean, most crime is done covertly. A lot of people don't want to get caught. So they do things on the low, on the side. They you know they they do things where you can't see. So it's like a roach, and a light. If the roach see the light, they run. So the point I'm making is, if you're not doing anything and there's nothing going on, why get forced to find something? You know, I was just watching a video of an officer, and this officer was checking people's cars. And he asked them, do, this, do, uh, do you smoke weed? Do you got weed in the car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the people was like, nah, we just came from the hospital. He got a broke leg. We going home. We just stopped to get some food. This man looks through the entire car. He talked to his partner and like, I don't see nothing. This man literally takes a piece of weed, a piece of bud, go back in the car, act like he don't see, look around, and then drop it and be like, oh, we found weed. And then you lock these people up. Nine times out of ten, these police officers, they're the ones with some mental illness issues because it can't be that serious where you're going to lose your job because you're setting somebody up. And then nine times out of ten, they don't lose their job because the union is very strong. And I'm pro-union. But that's another story. I ain't got time to talk about that, but we can get into that t too later in the, next, in the next video. Definition. A definition of a crime. So how many of you guys in your lifetime have noticed or watched police officers do criminal activities? Well, if you didn't know what a crime was, let me explain to you from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Definition of a crime. 
One, an illegal act for which someone can be punished by the government, especially a gross violation of the law. That last story I told you about, you putting weed in somebody's car just to arrest them, just to get points. That's, that's gross violation of the law because you just set him up. Mind you, on top of that, they didn't have a warrant to search the vehicle. So going back to the Fourth Amendment, this is my property. You have no right to search my property unless I give you the permission. But they do that. And then if you say no, then they want to say you're resisting arrest, blah, 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 yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. They want to grab on you. They want to put you on the ground. They want to hurt you so that they can intimidate you so that you can go and give them the, the right to search your vehicle because now you gave them the right, right? Nah, wait for that warrant. A grave offense, especially against morality. Criminal activity, efforts to fight crime. Something re reprehensible, foolish, or disgraceful. So when you think about that cop that I gave you, um, told you about that, that story, right? Doesn't that kind of sound reprehensible what he did, foolish and disgraceful uh, to the NYPD? Now think about this. You have police officers nationwide. They're the largest. They're probably bigger than, uh, you probably have more police than you have, like, I won't say army, but, like, national guards in every state. You have a lot of police officers nationwide. I mean, like, each county have their own police. You do the math. That's a lot. Some, some cities have county and they have sheriffs and deputies. And then not to forget, you also have uh, a border patrol. Then you have other law enforcement like corrections and, and sanitation police and postal police and capital police. And, you know, you name it, they have a police for it. It's a crime to waste good food. Well, it's a crime to waste good lives. Everybody have, should have the opportunity to change their lives. So when, you, when you're going out there and you're killing people with no, like, just being heartless, that shit is crazy. How could a person be so heartless that it's so easy for them to shoot? A 12-year-old kid, Tamir Rice, killed playing with a toy gun. Come on, man. My brother Castile, sitting in the car with his girlfriend, licensed to carry had his daughter in the car, and an officer squeezed off on him and killed him. I think, honestly, some of these police officers need some psychotherapists because they're not cut out to do this job. My brother Gurley from, uh, from uh, Pink Houses, walking down the stairs with his girlfriend, his baby's mother, his daughter's mom, killed. My sweet, sweet sister, Brianna, she was in her bed. But we can sit back and we could talk about uh, he resisted arrest, George Floyd. We could sit back and talk about we won't put ourselves in a situation like that. Let me tell you something. Some people just don't have it up there. So if they're mentally ill, you have to put that into consideration. We can't always just sit back and think because we wouldn't do it that that person wouldn't do it. We don't know their circumstances. But we put our belief on everybody else when it comes down to how a person should react to a situation. And we shouldn't do that. Because we don't know 
the circumstances. We don't know the way these people grew up. We don't know the abuse or the torture or the hunger or, or, or the lack of love, the lack of respect that people go through in their lives. But we can sit back and we can point fingers and say this, that, and the third. I'm, I'm better than you because I'm better than you. No, nobody's better than nobody. I, let me tell you something. I want to change the narrative. Let's change the narrative. I'm going to go back, right? Let me, let me go back. Let me go back. No, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to go back. Let me go back. I'm going to go right here. The definition of crime. An illegal act for which someone can be punished by the government, especially a gross violation of the law. Look at all the beautiful people in my background. Just, just take a look. I'm going to pause for a second. Now, the narrative is this. When George Floyd video came out, right, they had all this bullshit to say, but it was wrong, all right? He resisted arrest, blase, blah, blase, blah, yada, 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 okay? The real crime was that this man was on his neck for over nine minutes, right? That's the real crime. We, we talk about police killing black people, right, indiscriminately and unproportionately, right? And the first thing a person who's opposing or that's a part of a Blue Lives Matter would say, well, what about the police? They get killed. They get hurt. They this, they that, blah, 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 right? Let's go back to what people always say, black on black crime is major. Let's talk about that. They kill each other more. I'm going to read the definition of crime. The narrative need to be changed. Fuck all the bullshit black on black, white on white. An illegal act for which someone can be punished by the government, especially a gross violation of law. A grave offense, especially against morality, criminal activity, efforts to fight crime, and something reprehensible, foolish, or disgraceful. That part. You cannot use black-on-black black crime. That shit does not exist. Crime is fucking crime, okay? When you get people, I don't give two shits what the race is, and you put them in a, a confusion, a confinement, right? And in this confinement, you have people who's unable to eat, pay rent, find good jobs, get good education, right? What the hell do you think is going to happen? Isn't it crime that's going to happen? And it doesn't matter what the race is. So we've never seen white people kill black people, black kill white people, and everybody in between kill each other. So what the fuck, and I, I say this with sincerity in my heart, what the fuck is black on black crime? Somebody please explain that shit to me. There's no such thing as black on black crime. That shit does not exist. 
White on white crime does not exist. Crime, simple and sweet, exists. When you see countries going to war and they're European countries, do you say white on white crime or do you just call it war? If you put animals in a cage, right, they might get along, but one day you might get a rebel in that group and they're going to cause some kind of bullshit, right? If you take five zebras and put them inside of a, 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 a barn, they're not going to get along. Somebody's not going to get along. So your excuse about black on black crime, y'all need to get rid of that shit. That shit don't exist at all. That is the wrong narrative. The wrong narrative. Wrong narrative. In the world of law, crime is crime. So why in the world is it an issue? When you live in a community, you will have crime no matter where you go in the world. People do evil. So the narrative is false. We cannot worry or focus on crime by race. It makes absolutely no sense. So let's get rid of that bullshit narrative. <coughs> Correct narrative. Abuse by authorities is the real story. When people are afraid to send their children, sons and daughters outside, that is the true narrative. Wives are afraid because their husbands aren't going to come home. That's the true and correct issue in America and my America, not yours. So to all you people that's out there talking about black on black crime and the police aren't doing this and this, that, and the third and the bullshit and the bullshit and the blah, 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 blah. Yo, y'all need to think twice because in my America and in, in my world and my black and brownness and my Native American, Asian world, let me tell you something. In my, in my transgender, gay, and lesbian world, guess what happens? We don't have the same luxury, so we have to be careful. We don't have the same luxury, so our families are worried. We have to protect the black women. We have to protect the black men. We have to protect the, the, the Latin Americans. We got to protect the Native Americans, the Asian Americans, because racism is real, B. And in order for us to do the right thing, to get this shit done, we have to change the narrative. We have to come up with the correct narrative, not the narrative that the news, the mainstream media wants to give us, because that shit is foolish. It's unreal. They, they cause division by talking about a black on black, a white on white, a, a Spanish on Spanish. No. When you put people in, in communities that they cannot afford to live in. The rent is too high. The 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 jobs are paying too less. Minimum wage is seven twenty five, and it's been over twenty five years, thirty years. Education system is bad. Prison reform need to be done. You tell me. You tell me. What the real problem is? People will do what they need to do to survive, and it does not matter. Trust me. If five white men walk down a road in a black neighborhood and all, and you have five black guys and they were hungry, they're going to go after them white guys because they know something is up. You understand? To all my people that's out there that support 
the cause, that support the inequality that's going on in America. I want to thank you to all you people out there that are down with us and they are of the European pr persuasion. I want to thank y'all too. I just want y'all to know if y'all in it, be in it for the real, not just because it's the trendy thing to do, because we don't need trend setters. We need real leaders and real people that's down to get things done. Because the, wor the world that we live in, this generation of young people, there is no real racism in that. They don't believe in that shit. They believe in equality. They believe in love, peace, but they will get down. Blacks, whites, Asians, Spanish, you know, you name it, Native Americans, people are coming together. And it's time to get rid of the patriarchal shit that's, that's been going on since before God knows. And let's be equals in this world of America. Until we do that, it's going to always be something. Always. So let's get it popping. Let's get it together. Let's, let's move. Let's get with this hashtag BEM, Black Equality Movement, right? Let's show love and peace to each other until we have to show other, otherwise, right? And this is your guy, your boy, Mr. Talk 718 with Talk Life, the vidcast. Peace.